Welcome to another week of the Uproar Podcast, where we believe that the power of God is still moving and changing a generation. What is up, guys? Welcome to another week of the Uproar Podcast. We just want to thank you for joining in with us yet again this week. Just as we do every single week, we want to invite you, just go ahead and share the podcast uh, at the bottom. If you'd like, you can give us a review, uh, a star rating. Anything you do helps us get this podcast out there. Now today, I'm joined by a very special friend of mine. His name is Buddy, and he's been a student with us for quite a few years now. Uh, you know, he's, he's been through a couple of uproar conferences. He serves faith, faithfully with us on Thursday night, uh, Sunday morning. Uh, we've really seen, you know, he's been able to grow a lot through Uproar Conference, but this past year, we noticed a huge difference. He was majorly launched through this year's conference. Buddy, why don't you tell me a little bit about it? Um, you know, this this year was kind of, you know, different for me. You know, one, I came in already, you know, kind of on fire and in the right place with God, so it wasn't kind of usually what most conferences are for people, or, or it was for me at least, where I would, you know, go into conference and that was my turning back point, you know. But instead I was already going in and kind of when I went in already on fire, you know, at first, I'm not going to lie, like I expected like, uh, what it, what more could God show me? And then, he you know, he just sat me right on my butt and showed me, you know, a whole bunch of new stuff. And, you know, I just started, you know, I got launched right after that and, you know, I've seen a whole bunch of amazing stuff happen. Yeah, and I mean, it's just been incredible to sit back and watch you and, and Cole and a couple of the other students, man. They've just taken flight after conference. And that's why we want to cover today's topic, because I think it's so vitally important for people who maybe you're at the same place in your church. Maybe you're like, man, you know, I, I'm saved. I really have been on fire lately. And there's like this position of what's next. So today we want to cover how to really position yourself to fulfill the purpose that God has in your life. And I think a great picture of this is when you look at any movie star or any athlete or anybody like that, they have a lot of physical conditioning that they have to go through in order to get ready for their position. Could you imagine like if Dwayne The Rock Johnson showed up on the scene of a movie and he was like 300 pounds and fat, they would just send him home. They say, you missed the bar. You're not what we're looking for anymore. It's the same thing when you're getting ready to fulfill your purpose for Christ. And we see an example of that in 1 Samuel 16. It says, do not look on the outward appearance like man does, for the Lord looks on the heart. And, And we know that the Bible also says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That means when you're preparing yourself and you're trying to position yourself properly to do what God's called you to do, there's things that you're going to have to cut away. And I know we've talked about it, you know, on a couple of these podcasts and we bring it up quite often, you know, there's music you're going to have to cut out. There's movies you're going to have to cut out. And even more importantly, there's going to be friendships that you have to cut out. And sometimes the hardest ones to identify are, you know, sometimes the friendships aren't even that the people are like really bad people and trying to drag you into sin. They're just not going where you're going. So sometimes if there's people that aren't heading in the same direction as you, you can only hold on to them for so long before one side's going to give. Either they're going to pull you to the direction that they're going or you're going to pull them to the direction that you're going. And if they're not purposed to go where you're going then you're each dragging each other in the wrong direction. So you've got to surround yourself with people who have the same common goal as you. Buddy, what's like three big things that have like jumped out that you guys have been able to accomplish since conference? Um, Three big things. Uh, I guess, I mean, like right after conference, we have, we seen like, you know, like 25 to 30 people saved. So, and that was a really big thing because, you know, me, me and like my, my close brother Cole, like we, 
just made the decision like we can go out and you know we can go to our friends and stuff and we can really be able to tell them about all these things that we're learning and be able to pour out to them what's being poured into us you know and um it was amazing because we we finally made that choice you know we could easily just went home or just hang out amongst ourselves you know and just went to church and then went home and left it at that but you know we're so you know, obsessed with like wanting to see revival and wanting to see, you know, a mass amount of souls saved that, you know, we would go out and every time we were with each other, you know, who, who could we go, you know, minister today? Who could we go to witness to today? You know, so that was like one of the things. Um, I guess another thing is, you know, just be, being able to be used by God in, in multiple different areas and really creating that strong relationship, especially like personal, you know, being able to be home and be be in my word and him, him giving me revelation in my word or, you know, just massive, uh, you know, just building my prayer life and stuff like that and just being, being able to be used, you know, being able to be out and, you know, out to eat or at a restaurant or at shopping or something. And he's just like, you know, go tell them about this or go tell them about that. Or even if we, you know, go on a ministry trip and he uses us there, you know, so it's so, you know, amazing. It feels, it's the best feeling to be able to be used by God. And I guess like the last thing is all the relationships and stuff I was able to create, you know, all the new friends I got to meet, the, you know, I consider them family now, you know, being able to expand my family and, and, really being able to uh, just meet all different types of people and being able to be around a whole different types of people, not just people that, you know, we're used to being around or people that are like us, even different type of people that are totally the opposite from you. But, you know, that was that's just one of a really good part. Yeah. And, and, you know, like I said, it's just been incredible for us to be able to step back and watch. And that's why I want to lay out, if you're taking notes or if you're following along, step one to position yourself for your purpose is... Yeah, it's been really powerful to be able to watch you guys. And that's why if you're following along today, you can write this down. We're going to find step number one in fulfilling your purpose in 2 Timothy 2.15. It says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I'm so happy that Buddy brought it up saying, you know, I get to be in my word at home and I get to get new, fresh revelation at home. It is so important to know the word if you're going to go out and you're going to try and share the gospel with people. And I'm going to ask Buddy about it in a minute, but I know that if you don't know the word, the world is going to do everything they can to tear it down. Once you go out and yeah. you start sharing it with them, there's going to be questions and you're going to be able to have answers. You know, and, and Buddy, that's one thing that I think would be really cool for you to show the, the perspective that you have just because of the age group of people that you're in. Uh, you know, I mean, how often do you come up with these tough questions where people want to know answers and it's like, you know, sometimes do you ha do they ask questions you don't have answers to or what's the... Um, yeah, the, people have, you know, especially when you go to some people, you know, they've never heard the gospel being preached to them in the type of way that, you know, I was coming and me and Cole were coming to preach to them. And they kind of had their own view on what God is. And then when you tell them who he actually is, then they'll come with, you know, all these type of questions. And some, you know, some we won't have the answer to. And that's kind of a, a really good part of us being rooted around a lot of good mentors like you and Pastor Cody and Pastor Obi and, you know, our head pastors and stuff like that, is that we can go to you guys and ask them, uh, ask for the answers to these questions. But also, you know, even where we're just at home, you know, we're just kind of like 
bookworms, you know, we just want to study and study. We'll look up and, you know, we'll watch sermons and we'll watch, you know, like um, apologetic de debaters and stuff like that, that get these type of questions, you know, that will say, you know, well, what about this and what about that? And they'll give these answers and not just answers that also come with scriptures, but answers that also come with like scientific ed evidence and literal evidence and even historical evidence. So, you know, to when we knew we would get these questions that we might not be able to answer, that just made us want to even go and learn more and get every bit of knowledge you possibly can get. Yeah, it's true. And I think one of the best examples that we have in the Bible for somebody who really positioned himself for his purpose is David. Yeah. I mean, if you trace through David's entire life, everything he did, whether he knew it or not, was positioning him for what God had laid out for him. Yeah. I mean, all the way back to when he was just tending to his father's sheep, you know, ultimately we know that he gets to Goliath. But I look at it, it's kind of like where Buddy is right now, where he's out and, and, you know, maybe you are too. Maybe you've gone out and you've started sharing the gospel with people and you're really, you know, you're energetic and you're excited and you want to see people saved. But maybe you're coming up against some questions, right? But it's so important. You've got to be faithful where you're at. We even see it in 1 Samuel 17, 34, where, you know, we see David talking. He said, but I used to tend to my father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear would come, and I would rescue them from the mouth of the lion or from the mouth of the bear. And you see, the lion and the bear may not have been as intimidating as Goliath, and where Buddy's ministering now may not be on the platform that he's going to minister on someday, but he's being faithful where he's at right now. Yeah. And he's, he's doing everything he can at the level he's at, and when he's getting these questions that he doesn't have the answer to, or maybe when you're getting these questions or coming up against these things that... You know, I just don't know how to answer them. You've got to be faithful where you're at to get in the word, to know the word, to be able to pull revelation and receive impartation from somebody else who's already head and shoulders above where you're at. Mm -hmm. That way, when it does come time that you meet your Goliath, it's no big deal. You can say, just like David, I've already defeated the lion. I've already defeated the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be no different. Mm -hmm. You've got to be faithful where you're at if you want to be effective where God's bringing you to go. Yeah. Now, buddy, I know that, you know, like we were talking about, you and Cole and a bunch of other people have been like really, really effective since conference. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've been really dialed in. Uh, do you think that there was like some things that you had to overcome as far as, uh, you, you know, not necessarily in like a standard aspect, but mm -hmm. do you think that there were some things that you thought were going to be easier than what they are? You know, um, in like the growing process. Yeah, definitely. Like you, not everyone is always gonna think it's as. Yeah, at first you think it's you know it's gonna be super easy. It's gonna be a smooth process. But you know, once when I fully started walking into you know my calling and fully started walking with God and having Him the Lord of my life, you know, you really think you know yourself until you like you realize like dang, I don't really like know know myself. You know, so as you go through, you just got to be really patient because some stuff can be frustrating and. You know, hanging around, you know, I, I run into problems with, you know, my friends like Cole and stuff like that. We'll come into our little nit bits or whatever, you know, and that will be frustrating. Or, you know, the ministry work we get will we'll come into problems with that and that will be frustrating, you know. But it's like you got to look at the end goal. It's like, yeah, this stuff is right now, but you can't throw it away just because, you know, you ran into this little rough spot. You know, you got to learn to get over it and you got to learn to go through it and progress because the end goal is, is way bigger than where you're at now, you know, God is going to keep taking you forward. He wouldn't ask you to do these things if he didn't think you would be able to go through it or if you weren't going to be able to go through it. So, yeah, like, I, I went into thinking it was going to be way easier, but I just, you know, I keep this 
the in the mindset like all right you know it might be irritating now it might be a little frustrating right now it might be a little difficult or confusing right now but you know I'll get through it and this is only going to help me grow and grow and grow and to full, one day for fully fulfill my calling yeah <clears throat> and think about that even crossing that back over to David right so when before he defeated Goliath when Jesse told him you know bring some of this stuff out, bring some food out to your brothers they're mm-hmm. out on the battlefield he was already anointed king at that time yeah so imagine you've just been anointed king. You've been shown to be high above all of your brothers and all your other relatives. Mm-hmm. And now it's like it never even happened. And your dad's saying like, hey, listen, just do me a favor and run some of this bread and cheese down there to your brothers because right. that's what I need you to do. It, in the natural, you know, realistically, David had every right to be like, what do you mean? I'm king. Yeah. I was just anointed king. I'm not an errand boy. Mm-hmm. I'm not running for you. I'm not your servant. I'm the, I was just anointed king above all of you. Yeah. But you see, David understood. He knew how to really submit himself. Even though he was already anointed king, he took that food out to his brothers. And you know what's crazy to think about? Imagine if David would have never brought that food out to his brothers. Mm-hmm. He would have never seen Goliath. Yeah, it's true. So then what would the outcome have been? Because if David would have never seen Goliath... We know that his brothers weren't going to be the ones that defeated him because mm-hmm. David was anointed to defeat Goliath because he'd already gone through the lion and he had already gone through the bear. Yep. But see, too many people are trying to go straight after Goliath, so his brothers were never going to be the ones to do it. Mm-hmm. So if David wouldn't have put his head down and served, even though he had every right to say, listen, I'm king. Yeah. I shouldn't have to do that. I shouldn't have to stack chairs. I shouldn't have to vacuum the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to shovel snow in the parking lot. I'm, listen, I've got to preach before. I shouldn't do this stuff. Yeah. But see, that's where we see the people, people all the time I see them, they start making that same mistake where they get too elevated. Mm-hmm. But see, David understood. He knew how to submit to authority. And when he put his head down and he took that bread and cheese out to his brothers, just like his dad asked him to, he was actually able to walk right into his purpose. The whole time, he yeah. didn't even know it, but he was right on pace to head straight into his purpose. Yeah. And I think that's one of the greatest things that we see here, you know, in our personal group is that we really have a great idea and uh, uh, training on making sure that people are always serving. The Bible says Jesus came to serve, not to be served. You know, and I think it's so important to grab onto the fact that as long as you stay humble, but you also understand the authority that you have within you. See, too many people think that being humble just means that I'm going to get pushed around all the time. You've got to know the, who it is you represent, mm-hmm. but you've got to stay humble and make sure you understand that it's never you that's performing these things or it's never you that's accomplishing these things. It's only through God that all these things are accomplished. Yeah. And, uh, you know, before we close out today, I just want to have Buddy just give us a couple more minutes. Buddy, why don't you encourage some of the people that might be listening today that maybe are at a point where, you know, they're right where you were before conference where they're, they want to be effective, but they're not really sure how. Why don't you just give them a couple minutes of encouragement on how to do that? Um, you know, just keep keep pressing forward. Like stuff right now might seem so small or so minuscule or, or seem like they don't even matter, but they do. And it was a crazy part that I actually learned, um, you know, during the battle with Goliath, you know, David picked up, I think it was five stones. I mean, like, why would he need to pick up five stones if he already knew the battle was won? He already knew that he only needed to kill Goliath with one. But if you look at it, I think it was it's in Second Samuel. Goliath actually had, 
I think it was either four other brothers or four other sons. So in reality, he was picking up for so he could go into his destiny prepared. And stuff that you're doing right now might not make sense, might not seem like it matters, or you're never going to use it. But what God's taking to you right now, he's preparing you. So when you're going to your calling, you're going to be ready. You're going to be ready to to fight those giants, to go into those giants, to go into those battles, and to win them. So just, you know, stay progress. I mean, stay forward. Keep looking forward. Don't think stuff is, you know, like you can't do it. And But don't all try to run straight ahead either. Don't try to just look straight for the pulpit or for the mic or whatever it may be. You know, start with the small stuff. You know, if you can't handle, handle the smaller stuff, you can't. You won't be able to handle the bigger stuff. You know, look for where you can help in different type of ministries. You might not even be called to, you know, try to take out that garbage, try to sweep that floor, try to mop this, try to do that, you know. To be a great leader, you got to be a great servant. So you also, you got to go in and really try to serve. So just... Keep steam pushing forward. Don't try to, you know, do too much or, you know, go try to jump right into your calling because you're going to fail. So just keep pushing forward. Keep following God and just, you know, be obedient and try to be the best possible servant you can be. Yeah, absolutely. I want to close out today. I want to pray with all you guys. Uh, you know, maybe you don't know what your purpose is yet. Take some time this week. Seek the Lord in prayer and find out what your purpose is and then do nothing but that. Lord, we thank you for everybody listening to the podcast today. Father, we pray that you would make it abundantly clear to them what it is that you have laid out before them. We thank you in advance, Lord, for all the many laborers that you're preparing through this ministry. Lord, we thank you for conference coming up this year. And Lord, we thank you for all the people that we'll see, just like Buddy and Cole, that'll be launched into their calling to do what you've called them to do successfully for your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We thank you guys for jumping on today, and uh, we can't wait to see you next week. And that concludes another week of the Uproar Podcast. We want to invite you to share this podcast on all social media platforms and help us spread the good news of the gospel. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast for updates on all of our latest content.